A family gathered at Grandma's house for a Sunday night dinner, and they were at the table, and little Johnny immediately began to dig in. Johnny, his mother said, you know that at our house, we don't eat until we have the blessing, so you have to wait. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You have to wait. We always have the blessing, and then we eat. Blessing. That concept, blessing, leaps and lounges, it appears and it disappears like a scampering squirrel in our lives. I'm sure you've heard people say things like, God bless you. Or, I am so blessed. Or, sir, may I have your blessing to ask your daughter's hand. Or, wow. We were really blessed to get through that accident with just minor bruises. Have you heard any of this before? Of course, of course. But in the church's services, we also encounter blessings. In fact, in some Anglican churches and some other Christian churches, the service actually starts with, Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. And then there is the blessing that takes place at the altar, where we ask the Holy Spirit to bless the bread and the wine. And then at the end of the liturgy, the end of the service, the priest gives the blessing. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To be blessed by God is to receive God's favor. True or false? True, yeah, absolutely. And that's probably an idea that a lot of us have about blessing. And certainly we can find that idea of blessing throughout the pages of the Old and New Testaments. To be blessed by God is also to be marked or transformed by the Spirit. And this is illustrated most dramatically for us during the communion service, during the Eucharist. When we ask the Holy Spirit to transform, to mark, to bless the bread and the wine into the presence of Christ. To be blessed by God is to receive a gift. It could be the gift of good weather. We're not really familiar with that right now. The gift of good health. The gift of someone in your life. And indeed this idea, this concept can be found throughout the pages of the Old and New Testaments. So there's lots of biblical ways of looking at blessings. So one of them was, right, God's favor. The other is to be marked or transformed by the Spirit. And the other is to receive a gift. Now, when you think of the word blessing or blessings, what do you think about? Don't say anything out loud. Just think to yourself. What do you think about when you hear that word? Because there's a whole lot more in the Bible. There's a whole lot more in church history. There's a whole lot more in our society about what that word means. So just think about it for a moment. So don't say anything. Just sort of keep that for later. 
So a young couple invited several friends over to their house for dinner. And the young mother was a little nervous about this, how the evening would go, and so on. And so they're at the table. And she asked their six-year-old daughter, Jenny, she says, Jenny, would you like to say the blessing? I wouldn't know what to say. You just say what you hear mommy say. So the little girl folded her hands together, she bowed her head, and she said, Now, there is a secret when it comes to God's blessing. There's a secret. Some of you know the secret because you've read the Bible, sort of figured it out. Others of you, through experience. And once you know the secret about God's blessing, and all of the implications, whoo, we're not going to get into that. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. But if you knew the secret, and then all the implications of receiving God's blessing, you might say yourself, Oh, Lord. Why on earth did I ask for your blessing? Here's the secret. God never blesses without the expectation that that blessing be shared. God never blesses without the expectation that that blessing be shared. So to be blessed by God is to receive God's favor, then you are to use that favor to bless others. If God's blessing transforms bread and wine into the presence of Christ, then you are to share that blessing by inviting others to share in that holy presence. If to be blessed means to receive something or someone in your life as a gift, then you are to use that something or that relationship to bless others and not just keep it for yourself. Just a little aside here. That is a major part of Christian understanding of friendship. But it's also a very foundational and distinctive difference of the idea of Christian marriage versus other ideas of marriage. The idea of Christian marriage, one of the many ideas, is that not only is it about, well, okay, you're going to bless each other, and it's going to be wonderful for you to, okay, great, fine. But what is the blessing that will come to the world, to other people, because of your marriage? How can you bless other people together that you would not be able to do on your own. That is a fundamental idea of Christian marriage. Now, of course, one awesome blessing that many couples receive is children. Of course. But it's not just children. So for those of you who are married, how is your marriage being a blessing to the world, being a blessing to others, and not just for each other? So it really comes down to that old saying that some of you have heard, you have been blessed to be a blessing. So repeat after me, you have been blessed blessed. to be a blessing. blessing. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have been blessed to be a blessing. Don't be shy. Okay, so let's sort of wrap this up with a little survey. Raise your hand if you think that you are blessed in some way. Somewhere. Okay, just about everybody lifted their hands. Are you grateful for those blessings? Really? Do you share those blessings? Really? Those are, those are uncomfortable questions. They make me squirm as well. And now here is the most difficult of the questions. 
Are you a blessing to others? Because by definition, by definition, if you were a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, you should de facto be a blessing to other people. Are you? What would the people say who regularly run into you during an average week? Now, on this All Saints Sunday, we pause to remember the great saints and the great names of church history and the blessing we get from their example. But we also pause to remember those Christians we've known who modeled Christian faithfulness for us, who perhaps invited us to church, who showed us the way and taught us the faith. And on this All Saints Sunday, we remember them and we give thanks. To help you and the Holy Spirit to continue to ponder this idea of blessing and the secret. Have you forgotten the secret already? And then all the implications of that secret. See, I'm not gonna, we're not going to have time to go through all that. You need to sort that out with the Spirit and with other people. All those implications. Oh, the implications. I'm going to give you a quotation from the famed 19th century British preacher Charles Spurgeon. And here's what Dr. Spurgeon had to say about this topic. God has a way of giving by the cartloads to those who give away by the shovelfuls. So don't just store up those blessings for yourself only. With God's help, shovel those blessings to others. Amen.